So cheers, everybody. Cheers. Last time we're seeing this movie. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Yay. I love seeing that logo. It just She's beautiful. Tells me, how, <laughs> tells me how much money I ripped Columbia Pictures off for. Oh, that's good. You're already slandering. So um, my name is Roger Cummel. I'm the writer-director of Cruel Intentions. Uh, Cruel Intentions was written over a 12-day period back in May of 1997, I think. It was uh, brought to uh, the attention through Heather Zegan to the great producer, Neil Moritz. Um, I met with Neil over a, f a few minutes because he liked the script, and he said who wanted to direct the film, and I said I wanted to direct it, and after five minutes he realized I had no idea what I was talking about. And I said I'd co-direct it. Right, exactly. <laughs> which I did. So <laughs> what he did, which uh, was smart, as a smart producer, was he surrounded me with the most talented group of people possible and made it impossible for me to fuck this thing up pretty much so with us today are, are most of the uh, principal uh, crew members of the film and we have uh, my name is Theo van der Sander I thought uh, it was Swan no 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 it's Theo <laughs> okay. um, I met uh, Roger at Neil's office and um, I asked him if he had to, to show me something <laughs> And he could not show me anything. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't even show me a, a high eight movie or a super eight home movie. This, so this I made wait, wait, I made the most uh, dangerous decision of my life after 46 features to go ahead with a first time director, <laughs> having done nothing. And that was my. Uh, Do you want to talk about this opening <laughs> shot, Theo? <laughs> oh yeah, this opening shot. By the way, we're halfway in that. Um, that's uh, we 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 flew over New York for three hours. And we could not get the shot. And I had always in mind, uh, for the fir from the first time that I came to New York, I saw this enormous graveyard. And because knowing I that... I saw the graveyard. What are you doing? Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I, thought I, saw it <laughs> I just want to tell you that after two and a half hours in the helicopter, um, we... I had still in mind to do that shot, but I thought New York, that's coming up now, was too far, oh sorry, in the last shot, was too far away, so we did it that's twice. That's my favorite credit, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just so everybody knows, that was a track by Placebo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that album's doing great. Billboard yeah. <laughs> charts, I think it's at 200 now after three weeks. So Bye, here we are in the uh, first scene, and uh, Gary Steele, the production designer, what were you thinking with this room? What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please explain us. This was the first day of location scout. Oh Lord! Remember, it was the, 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 the bubble. The bubble shot is we like to refer the the the, the psychiatrist's office in the glass bubble. All right. We found this place bombed out, no walls, and they said make it work. You know the usual. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait! It's downtown LA, by the way. It is downtown LA. No trans light, believe it or not. Anyway, Denise. You're next. Denise is our Well, cousin. here is a uh, <laughs> way to pass the buck. Uh, right here is a very talented actress, Susie Kurtz, who was gracious enough to do uh, one day of filming on the on uh, Cruel Intentions. She was just terrific, and uh, as a little reference to all of you, she was also in Dangerous Liaisons, and part of my intention in casting her was everyone's going to call us so derivative, and I'm ripping this off, and I'm setting it in teen worlds, and I thought, well, I might as well cast somebody from, from the Stephen Frears movie, and uh, she did it outstanding job so back to uh back to the the film denise the uh the denise wingate the costume designer uh what's with the the prada suit 
security. It's actually not a Prada suit, oh, now that you mention it. See, <laughs> I, know, like I know, just as a point, I know nothing about <laughs> what went on during the making of this movie. Which is Neil, why he Neil, hired me. Neil didn't allow me to talk to anybody. I just stuck my craft <laughs> services all day. And he said, just, 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 you know, show up every now and then. Uh, so. By the way, everybody must recall, this was our first day of shooting. It was Roger's first day on the set. And I was in the corner puking because I thought to myself, what have I just done? <laughs> I have just, for the first time, put my own money into a movie, and I've let a novice director direct a movie. And I, and I have never even shot out of a, like a home video camera before. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. I've never looked through one of those. And it was a scary first day, but we got through it, and the rest was history. That's my mom. Well, it's so profound. <laughs> <laughs> and, and let's thus, let's talk about that history then. <laughs> um, so right now we're just setting up basically, uh, you know, the, the the scene in identifying Sebastian. And uh, Heather Zegan is with us. She's one of the co-producers uh, of the film, and she basically discovered the script. Um, so I remember us. What she have to do to get this script? And she she annoyed me to no end. She was bothering me. She screamed at my. You know she she really you know came into her own on this because I remember uh, you know John Lesher UTA calling her up and yelling at her and she really stood her ground. She was that determined to get this script. How great is it though that Ryan uh, ended up playing Sebastian? When you really think back, on it, there's not many guys that could have played this role and pulled it off. No, and uh, actually we're we're looking at a very talented young actress Tara Reid who's coming out, I think, in American Pie and a lot of films right now, and she's great, and she did a quick day. Uh, for all of you who don't know, the, the, these two films between Susie and Tara were filmed on two separate days. Um, and here's our uh, photo on the Internet, and uh, the photo shoot with Tara was uh, quite interesting, I must say. I was there. And a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, why, so, why, but, why, didn't this go through a lot of changes, Heather, I remember? The, the the opening because we were trying to establish like his likability or oh you mean other vegan folks just trying to make you look good hon. you mean before you mean so everybody what you knows. originally wrote yeah remember he yes, was a lot you meaner originally wrote basically that he basically raped her oh I did <laughs> and just yes. so everybody knows Which here comes the first piece of uh, score the... from Ed Shermer our composer right out right coming up well, the, 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 you weren't paying attention the score was earlier oh right. you're right, you're right. <laughs> we'll get to Ed's music actually this was the first this shot we had ever shot. done on the film and Susie when she's banging at the window she's basically improvising which I came up on the day which as a Note to first-time directors on their first day, don't do that. Don't improvise. Yes. <laughs> don't improvise. <laughs> we right because we were downstairs right here. Swoozie's upstairs. She couldn't hear me. I didn't tell the first AD to have cue cards on the set, so I kept having to run up those okay. escalators and give Swoozie lines. Uh, really makes the producers very confident in your abilities. <laughs> I, think, I think Neil was puking at this point. Um, so we're out of this scene, and, and if you saw that little gargoyle, I think that's testament to Teo Bondesant because when we were location look, scouting... Look, look at like, the shadows. That's, that's the, that was a beautiful shadow. Genius, yeah. 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 So this is one of the nine days that we shot in New York. The movie was shot over 35 days? Yeah, and that officer is Fred Norris from the Howard Stern Show. Yeah. So we shot 26 days in L.A., most of it a lot of it on a stage we built of the interior of this uh, no. house yeah. right here. I think Gary should talk through this next scene because he did such an incredible job with this set. This is actually a set built in uh, 
Culver Culver City at the old Howard Hughes factory. Yes. Right. So Gary, you want to get into this? The last well, this film is the to be shot there actually. It's the Valmont family home, and at the interview for the movie, I pitched the idea that when you walked into the Valmont home, it was like walking back into a Parisian ballroom, you know, a period room. So we tried to make it kind of period with uh, contemporary artwork and things like that. It was a lot of fun. Roger let us do basically whatever he wanted, which was because quite I wonderful. Didn't know what I was talking about <laughs> once again. It's, it's the, uh, the, the, smart, no. the smartest thing that Roger did, though, was is that really he worked with the actors and he let Teo and Gary and Denise and Ed really do their thing and really just concentrate on working with the actors, and which uh, for a first-time director is really a smart thing to do. Yeah, it's basically a great piece of advice that Peter Farrelly, who's a director friend of mine, gave me, is don't pr pretend to know what you don't know. I pretty much knew nothing, so I didn't pretend anything and, and just let these guys who are so good at their jobs do their jobs. The, the, this young girl who plays Cecile, her name is Selma Blair, and it's nice in every movie if you can find one new find, and she was basically the find that Roger found for this movie. Everybody else had kind of worked before. She would worked a little, but never really in a, in a studio picture before. And she she's terrific. Yeah, she she is great. And uh, we I love the koala bear t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ro true. Roger, why don't you why don't you talk well, about I, Sarah? Well, actually, I want to ask Teo about like you know because Teo always talks about like the look at look that underwear and, shot. The <laughs> look nice. Very good job, Denise. Pause. Thank you. Pause. Teo always talks about the look, and and I still don't know what he's talking about. And I've already gone through this movie. So okay, do you okay, want to okay. describe the the whole technical stuff? No, it, it's not so technical. It's a, what I try to do here is the to give a. Um, these are people that were don't um, behave in uh, in um, um, clear daylight. They 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 are uh, in beautiful sets and beautiful clothes, and uh, in fact doing extremely mean things. So what I try to do is. Try to avoid them to stage them in. Wait, uh, great prop coming up, but yeah, okay, sure. sorry. <laughs> Best in, prop. In, uh, in direct sunlight, so the light that you see is always cut off, so that they get a very warm glow from somewhere else, unless uh, the sun is really here in the backlight. But when you when when they face the sunlight, they are cut off in the face in, in the face. That's uh, a small thing that I did uh, to give it a very uh, natural, but still in. Uh, when I first met with Teo, he he. And he realized I had no idea what I was talking about. Uh, he said, hey, I want you to watch a lot of Visconti movies like The Damned and Death in Venice. So when my friends were hanging out on the weekends, <laughs> I was immersed in Visconti films <laughs> trying to figure out what he was talking about. I still don't know what he's talking about. But when I did the uh, press for the movie and they said, what were your influences? And I said, all these Visconti films like Death and Venice and The Damned, I came off as very smart. So I'm kind of grateful for that. Uh, hey, Raj, why don't you talk about the crucifix and what you had to uh, cut out of there to get the... Uh... Well, yeah, there's certain things that maybe we'll get into later, like the MPAA cuts, like uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, who's playing Catherine, is was snorting cocaine out of the crucifix, which I, I thought was a good prop for her character. And, you know, we couldn't show her inhaling or we were going to get an NC-17. So we had to um, that's Bill that Clinton in that photo, by the way. <laughs> um, we should bring up that Roger is wearing that cru crucifix at the moment. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you, Gary. <laughs> My age is 11. Um, so why don't we, at this time, because he did such a great job, we have Ed Shermer uh, with us who composed just an incredible score in absolutely no time. Uh, and what was, what was going through your mind when you were seeing the film? Well, I guess initially, um, something similar to uh, to what Gary was talking about. You see these modern characters in a, um, very antiquated surroundings in a way. And my initial response was, well, 
you know, maybe we could do this whole thing with a harpsichord. And I, I think I brought this up at a meeting and both uh, Roger and Neil said, no harpsichords, whatever you do, no harpsichords. <laughs> so um, I think what the what we came up with was... Almost a, nibble. <laughs> Almost nibble. <laughs> close. Very close. So finish it. I think what we came up with was a, was a mixture of, uh, of something that is is hopefully quite contemporary but also has has its eye on on uh, a, a traditional film score and some you know some classical sounds because you know they are modern characters but in a way they have nothing to do with uh, with the late 1990s you know their their own invention so that was the that was the idea i think well you did a good job i don't understand what you said <laughs> can i go now but but i i can add to that that's uh, i i was interested to do the film uh, to shoot a film because uh, in principle uh, in our first meeting Roger and I talked about uh, a certain uh, period look so keep the period look and keep the atmosphere and, uh, and everything else very classical uh, uh, because the story itself is very 90s and then that would give it a strong a strong uh, look and um, and Gary production designer also uh, uh, tapped into that extremely well so it's it's it, it, it looks uh, as if it is a period film almost and we tried to do that with the costumes also yes. by using you know, corsets and anywhere where we could add some sort of a period influence with putting it with up-to-date contemporary clothing. We really tried to sort of combine the two without making it look obvious and really keeping it. And also Gary and I worked really, you can see right now even here, the colors. We really worked well together and tried to combine colors. and. You can, yeah, you can just see that. We, we only bought it. We only bought it a couple of times. That's good. She pulled my hair once, but it wasn't bad. What's amazing is is that between Teo, Gary, and Denise, the look that they were able to create on the screen. I mean, the total budget of this for four dollars was, was around ten million dollars. And I, you know, you look at this movie and it it stacks up against any forty, fifty million dollar studio film in terms of uh, look and feel. It, they just did a terrific job, and uh, it's nice to be able to bring movies in at a reasonable price. Care to make a wager? <laughs> 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 Care to make a wager? Especially when you're reaping all the profits. Right? <laughs> like, like Neil. I have great accountants. So here's like, because Gary's sets were so good when I was doing the blocking, uh, Teo and I, when we were working on this, we were like, let's bring him into the next rooms and just show all these yeah. great rooms. Yes, this is great. So the this only reason why Sebastian <laughs> left the room was to see the other rooms. <laughs> so they go from one room to the next room because they're just so great. And that's a... What is that thing called outside that makes it look like Central Park? Trans trans it's a translite. Translite. <laughs> it's very funny. It's very, it's very, I, thought, it's very, I thought it was that, but I didn't know. Then okay, it it's very funny. When we when we send this this dailies to the laboratory, I got a phone call in the morning. Said, "Hey, Till, I didn't know you were already in New York." So this translite wow. works. Yay! Yay! Good job, Till. Uh, this is actually one of my favorite scenes. My favorite line in the movie is coming up, and I'll. Tell you when we get there, Roger. You know what would be interesting to talk about? Sarah. This is a man who said, "I'm not talking." Yeah, he said twenty minutes ago. And what did I say? Five minutes into it. Ba, 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 oh, here we go. Right. Show, off the, show off the clothes. Going, show off the clothes. Going back though, Sarah, Sarah Michelle. At first, we were, you know, I had worked with her pro previously. Roger had some doubts about her, and I understand it about this role. I had what? <laughs> oh, great. Well, She's we just watch we this. just didn't know that she would, how far she would be able yes, to go with this role. Yes, that is absolutely true. And I think that she did an incredible job. And obviously no, she did. Neil had me. Neil Neil had worked with with Ryan and Sarah previously on I Know What You Did Last Summer. And I, you know, when and probably a lot of first time directors probably go into okay, this process. Okay, here's my favorite line. 
You can put it anywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, most first-time directors, when they go into a situation like this, you're told, uh, you know, reading about the French wave and the auteur theory that, you know, it's your vision, it's your vision, and, and it's, and it's let me let let me state this to all you first-time filmmakers. That is a crock. Don't listen to it. It'll screw you up. Filmmaking, Ed Tails probably like shaking his head. It's a collaboration among talented people, and that's what being a good filmmaker is. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's about trusting people. And in the case of Neil and, and Sarah and Ryan, he had worked with them on summer. And, and, and Teo. Teo I worked Teo. with and. Yeah, he would yeah, be perfect and it's basically rudder. trusting people. But let's let's move on. What, what's going on with this lady between the two horses? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's true. Oh, yeah, what happened here? Well, that was some why to the actors. One of them told us. She wouldn't get on the horse. One of them told us uh, that they could ride, and it wasn't uh, the one who's uh, having Ryan's baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> what, this is a beautiful location. Yeah, this is yeah. a Gorgeous. great location. Long Gary Island. and I, Gary, you want to say how we found this? In, oh, a we book. Found it in a book. We, we found it in a book. Is the is the location of a love story? Yes. Yes. It is. Yes, it exactly. is. And we, Gary and I, were flipping through books, and, and we and, both went. Uh, That's LA, the one, right there. Yes. And we we just pointed at this, and 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 it was an incredible location. And it was cheap location too, surprisingly. Was it? Yeah, it, yes, was. it was. Well, we went to New York. You didn't and tell we me that before. Like, <laughs> we had like two days in New York or something, or one day at this location, and, and Gary and I beat up Neil that had day. In Taylor Hill too, we all beat up on him and complained. Please give us another day. We need another day. We need another. Because I mean, really. Our point was. I knew we, we could. I knew we could afford it at the time, but I was just trying to trade a favor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Damn our point him. was when we did this was to sell New York as much as possible and sell the beauty. And this this location was incredible. It's gorgeous. Roger, what what do you have to do to get Reese to do this movie? Um, well, I'll go into that later right. during <laughs> some of the scenes that we don't want to watch, okay. but. I mean, she's great, and I'll talk about that later, but basically I got down on my hands and knees after getting drunk and begged her and promised her a month at Burke Williams, but listen, I, people have read about that enough. So, Tao, you want to take over from here? Um, yeah. Oh, you're a lesbian. Are you a lesbian? Not really. <laughs> I'll pass the buck to somebody. He hey, Heather, this is basically your first experience on, actual, on an actual movie. What, yeah. what, what was your experience? Interesting. <laughs> no, no, it was, it was, it was, a, it was fun. It was, uh, it was, because I really didn't know what I was doing either. So it was a lot of sort of. Neil, Neil had a very, very smart idea since Heather and I had been such close friends right. for very many close, years. really, really you close. Just sort of and uh, <laughs> he basically, in order, and and I was acting many times like a child and a brat and as immature you? as possible. Yeah. Yes, I did. Uh, Neil threw, he you know, Neil basically said, I'm leaving, you deal with him so that I would ooh, wear ooh. myself out with uh, yelling it with Heather and then and then Neil could come in after I was relaxed. Now so. this is interesting. I the, love this scene. The exterior here we shot in New York, obviously. And the interior, believe it or not, is just a house in the Hollywood Hills. It's On not Blue even, Jay Way. It's not even in an apartment building. Gary, you want to talk about the look of this? We wanted to contrast it with the Valmont home. We wanted a place that was very modern, lots of sculpture and stuff. And we found this beautiful place with amazing floors, which you don't see in this shot, but <laughs> they were this amazing brown marble. The whole place was beautiful. And also, it had an amazing view. So when we, we came uh, there to look... couldn't see it. Uh, we couldn't see it because it's uh, L.A., view over L.A., but um, we still uh, <coughs> used the location without using the view, and it's kind of uh, difficult about two major scenes in the, in the room. Yeah, I mean, the, we, again, being a first-time director and being on the set, I'm an idiot. 
just like probably most of you are listening yeah. to this. And you're like, wait, we're in L.A. How are you going to make it look like New York, a, an apartment? I don't understand. And basically, Gary and Taylor would roll their eyes and say, don't worry, it'll it'll look like a New York apartment. And Taylor would it's say something about like blowing out the windows. <laughs> I thought it had to deal with dynamite. <laughs> what was going on? But it looks like a New York apartment, but it really right. is a house on uh, a house. And it, and it represents a little bit the uh, nouveau riche in uh, in, in New York, uh, in the opposite opposite the uh, Valmont House, where uh, where it is really a uh, more classical uh, environment. Roger, who is, who is the house woman again? What was Maylie? Maylie. Well, let's get into this because this is fun. Uh, with us in, on this scene is Josh Jackson from Dawson's Creek. And Ryan, and this is Gary. Where is this film? This is in Brentwood at a home. Some certain lady had spent billions of dollars designing her favorite home. And yeah. And can we also say that uh, this was his idea to dress like a f right-wing Republican, <laughs> so it would be so <laughs> off the cuff that everyone would yeah, think that their really own son could be a drug-dealing homosexual. Josh, Josh was great <laughs> because he was real. He was at, at first hesitant, and and maybe I'll talk about this later about. How kissing ass with actors who turn down roles really helps. Because uh, at one point, Josh, Christine, and, and Reese didn't want to do the movie. And, and basically, you just get down on your hands and knees and begs, and, and you get what you want as a director. Well, Roger can really talk to actors well and was able to get people to do things that they wouldn't normally but do. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 not only actors, also <laughs> designers. <laughs> and, <laughs> and DP. And this and, is, uh, he plays dumb. It's the Colombo method. But this is, a, this is a fun scene, and Josh came in, I think, only for a day. Um, and, was it uh, a day or two, two days? days? Two days. Two days. Two days, and, and we had a lot of fun with him. And, and yeah, I just love the way Denise dressed him and Gary dressed the room. And there's little subtleties that we have a... We have a penis-shaped bong. <laughs> Thank you, Linda Reese. <laughs> Marijuana <laughs> scale, and you know, we really try and set this up great. And Josh was like reluctant to take the role because it's only two days, and and I said, well, why don't we just go with the character? Why don't you dye your hair blonde? And he thought that was a great idea, and I thought I was going to be so cool because I took this kid from Dawson's Creek and dyed his hair blonde. Little did I know that Neil then took him and put him in Urban Legend, which came out before. <laughs> so my whole blonde trick was blown. The, the most interesting thing, though, is is that we were able to get all these young, really hot actors for really, really low fees just because... Don't, don't keep talking just, about how cheap you can. <laughs> That's not good. It's just because they liked the script so much, yeah, and it was did. an opportunity to play roles that they... Didn't get to play the typical high school student. We should yeah. talk about the posters. Actually, this is a, yeah, this is a, a little room with 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 uh, Greg, played by Eric Mabius, who I loved in uh, this movie, Welcome to the Dollhouse, was which was probably the inspiration for Cruel Intentions. Um, and actually, that oh, oh. There's, there's we're just going from one homosexual scene to another, I know, and I want to talk about this later, but. We want uh, to win for MTV's yeah. Best Kiss next yeah, week. Yeah. We, need, we need a minute silence until the kiss has passed. <laughs> right. At least a minute. But we should talk about... Uh, we should talk about how there about was the everybody in the park that like, day. It sells New York, I, you know. Um, and it was just kind of fun to set, to set the scene in... in uh, little breakfast at Tiffany's thing. Yeah, now what we did is the outside scenes. Mostly we, we stage it under an, um, a dappled light. In this case, we, uh, we covered the set with uh, big silks so that the, the exterior could be blown out, also again to give it a kind of period look. And I think here uh, it succeeded pretty well. It looks like almost a picnic, uh, a picnic scene in, the, in 19th century, uh, um, uh, scene, in 19th century set, setting. 
Denise, I must compliment you on the Jackie O glasses. Yes. No, it was the whole breakfast at Tiffany's thing yeah. that we were going for. And we were so close, a, so close to. It's <laughs> just it, the, the the costumes in the scene are just yeah, it great. it works because she looks so innocent, little Cecile. Look and at we, her we, big slut. And it was <laughs> it was uh, everyone. I mean, basically, my only instruction to the actors was play it. To Sarah was like, I don't want you to play it seductively. I want you to play it like you're reading stereo instructions. So it's just matter of fact. And it was so it was so funny as both uh, Selma and Sarah Michelle played it so cool, like it was no big deal. Yeah, they had to do this. But and that they was were like nervous. an over an overall theme. And I did get beaten up a little by the critics, and I want to address them right <laughs> now that they thought you know a lot of times cruel intentions oh, was yeah. homophobic oh, oh yeah oh oh oh, oh. oh yeah L- look look at that little I bit like of that sh- saliva that was the take the last actually steak. you know this is a mismatch in the script because Sarah wait, says wait, wait, I'm going to stick wait, wait, my tongue in your mouth it comes it comes, no. it comes. <laughs> you like the spit take yeah, yeah. yeah. oh absolutely that's nice. There, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell her you're a genius. <laughs> you looked at it perfectly. Backlight. But one of the, uh, getting back to the homophobia, <laughs> people calling me a home, homophobic in, in, in the press, it was, my my intention, no pun intended, was, was especially during the scene between Josh and Ryan, is when he says, I, he's already called me to hook up for a little pillow kissing session, and Ryan says, uh, good for you that it was always the case that Ryan wouldn't care whether or not somebody was gay or not so long as they weren't in the closet. If they're in the closet, then it's free game, which is why what Greg, the football player, says to the other football players is just so so misogynistic. That went over well. <laughs> Everyone got that. <laughs> Well, you have to talk about everybody that was in the park staring this day. Like, there, there were, there were oh, well, hundreds of people. Oh, well, remember that crazy paparazzi? Yeah, yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. Because if there's one thing I'm great at, it's love letters. With my help, Ronald will be eating out of the palm of your hand. Wait, wait. This, this was a still photographer that I had. He was a still photographer on a film that I did in 1992. And he had become a paparazzi. Oh, oh really? Yes. He, he's an attractive fellow, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, well, very attractive. But it, it was in the post the next day, the kissing scene, saying you know, yeah. Buffy's Which a, was a good lesbian. Press, so. <laughs> lesbian Buffy. I, I, I love that. The so here's coming up. Um, this we shot in actually Shane Black's house, who's a writer who wrote Lethal Weapon. He was nice enough to lend us his house for a lot of money. But here we come to this, <laughs> one of the best locations, I think, in the movie, and just an incredible job Amazing. by Gary and Teo. But and this is really at the Biltmore Hotel in downtown L.A., and I'll take it over to you guys. Well, $99 in, in the weekends, yeah. Billboard Hotel. <laughs> but Gary, you want to talk about the look of this? Um, we found this beautiful location, and Tao lit it like heaven. It looks beautiful. We brought in these urns and furniture, and oh, we had to cover all this glass up. There was glass everywhere, and that was Yeah, that's all glass that Gary covered up. And in the background, the tiles. Tessa Posanansky is the decorator, and she's awesome. She's really, really good. Did a great job. And in the background, the, the tiles were covering the, the, the glass. The glass and behind the glass was the the way around the yeah, way room. Room. Th- This is a song we had quite a few arguments about whether this sh- song should be in there or not. Yeah, I mean, really, this movie took what twenty? How many days to film? Thirty-five. Thirty? No, thirty-six days to shoot. Twenty. And Forty weeks in post. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate post. <laughs> Roger so, has. I have attention deficit patient. disorder, so it was it was so painful. Um. Tell them about the water that day in that pool. Well, we'll, we'll get to that when they come back. No, but, uh, let's get to it now. The, the <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, that's the relationship between the director and producer. Do it now. Yeah. The, the, the light in, this, uh, in, in the swimming pool is, comes all from the water itself, or reflected in the water, or we had big 
kilowatt bulbs in the water what ki- was kind of uh, shocking shocking yeah <laughs> for the fireman indeed <laughs> I like this yeah. Sadly enough, that woman uh, doing Sarah's callus is, was uh, the lead in the Oliver Stone movie Heaven and Earth. <laughs> well, that she just was. goes, that just goes back that. to she liked her written words so much that yeah. she came in and did it. <laughs> and we had her in a cut. Uh, Sarah was kicking water in her that face. Was that, was, was that was funny. That was very funny. Shouldn't cut it. <laughs> that was yeah, very Neil funny. Neil made me cut it. Is that going to go in this one? Is it going to go in the TV? No, no, no. Oh, it's it funny. funny as hell. Too, too quick. But here is the. Uh, here is a. Uh, we have the closest up for this next shot. What the Ooh, fuck? hello. There you go. That's Ryan. my ass. It's not Ryan's. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Digital for Ryan's ass. Would you mind turning around so that I could put on my bathing suit? It's interesting that the steam room gives off such steam. <laughs> 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 I only wish to have steam room like that. I know. Uh, here's, a little, here's a little note when you watch the movie. This water was like 40 <laughs> degrees. They forgot to heat it. No, it started out heated. They no, it didn't. Yeah, it did. It no, started, it started, started out heated. After the 13th hour. It started out you, heated. Were you and in then the pool? So, no, but it started, <laughs> no. I remember were early in the, in the morning. Yes, I was in the you pool. Tail was in Heather, the pool. Heather, <laughs> this water was not heated. I know. By the time we, by the time we got in <laughs> we the water, it was, but heated. early in the day it was heated. <laughs> early in the day. Heather tested the water. Early in the day it was heated. For some reason, all the heat went out of it. So not only were we freezing, but the actors were freezing. I think you can see Ryan kind of shivering through this. I don't know. Reese held her own. Look, look at between Reese's feet, there's a mark. I was so oh, cold tail. that I did not see that. Wow. It was so cold. It was not I wish heated we'd noticed anymore. that first. I know. <laughs> tail. Ooh. And here's another thing for, for directors where they really just, the, you know, they were, there was all these, people will come up to you all the time and ask you these questions. And you really, and they, and I had 10 discussions that day. I was freezing in a pool, like whether or not we should have the sailboat in the pool. And ten different people come up. Where do you want the sailboat? He, Where is the sailboat? When I first like, asked you if we could have a boat in the pool, you looked at me like I was out of my fucking mind. <laughs> and, and you said no. I told the prop man, I said, put it in the water. When, when, when he's not looking, <laughs> he'll never notice yeah, it. He'll never like, know. I'm freezing. I don't care about the fucking boat. Just stick it in <laughs> the pool. Get out of here. But the boat's so phallic. I love it. <laughs> what song is this? Is this Kristen Berry right now? Yeah. Neil, Neil's still trying to promote the uh, soundtrack, which is tanking on Billboard. Because uh, um, just as a note, I don't give a fuck. I don't make any money off the soundtrack. But it is on track seven, I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but actually, uh, you know, Neil was very supportive with the music and went through a lot to, to get me the right songs. Mu- music was one of the hardest parts of this movie. I think it was the hardest part of the movie. Not, not Ed's score. Not Ed's score. No, Ed's score was great. We're talking about the the source music, not the, not the score, but the source music. And just uh, talking about Ed briefly before we get to one of his cues, um, we were trying all nice types ass. of music, and Ooh. Neil said... <laughs> Thanks, <"That's good."> Neil. <laughs> That's so nice. Neil was saying, oh, we should check out this Ed Shermer guy. And I was like, I don't know. I don't want to do it. I'm not interested. Ed came in the room wearing a leather jacket and sunglasses. And he's like talking. I'm like, yeah, I give a shit. And he's like, yeah, when I played uh, piano for Paige and Platt. And I was like, all right, you're hired. (laughs) (laughs) Roger, why don't you talk about this scene? Oh, this is the scene that almost got me fired off the film. (laughs) What a pity. It's my favorite scene. This scene was actually half of the scene. He was a lot uh, meaner 
in this. And I think at the end of the day, and I'll, I'll be nice for a second, I think Neil and Heather uh, made the right decision to, to, to kind of take Sebastian down a level so that we had really carried him in the end. Teo's now staring daggers at me. Because I think you should, uh, you would have cared more about him when he would have been mean on the beginning, and then at the end, we'll so be we have punished. A, that's how we they do it in debate. Europe. Not in we have a debate. Um, but he was. Uh, you're only seeing half the scene right now. But uh, you can call Roger. This, uh, this, is, a, this is a day where. This is a day where my. You know every. You know, I was having so much fun, and Ryan and I were loving it, and I was like a, a kid that. because we we're like, oh, be meaner to him and call him, call him a, you know, cocksucker and all this. And you forget, as a director, you have a responsibility to the studio and, and all these other people. And uh, the d editor the next day showed up and said, you're going to get a phone call from the studio. And I'm like, I am not. And then, sure enough, Amy Pascal, who was, by the way, the best um, studio head I could ever work with, and she was so supportive, that day was not fond of me. She <laughs> <laughs> called me, and I was smart enough to say at the time, I'm really sorry about that. And she just went, you better be sorry, because you promised me that this would be a nice film. Uh, so uh, I caught a lot of shit for this. Um, but I, I'm glad we shot it anyway. This is Santa Monica Beach. Yeah, well, you want to talk about this one? What was it, what was this originally, Heather? Was this on the beach? Wasn't Board, it Boardwalk somewhere? or something? Wasn't it? It was Heather, cold. you better get your memory together. I don't remember. Together. I really don't remember. It wasn't on a. It was on. It was a boardwalk, wasn't it? Yeah, it was on a boardwalk. Remember? We couldn't afford it. We couldn't afford the boardwalk. We went Neil wouldn't give us the money. I remember we we all went to like the Santa Monica amusement park one night. None of us showed up, and I was hanging around there for hours. Where is everyone? We, we were lucky that day. Because this was a very cold day. It was freezing. Yeah. And there was a yeah. dead seal standing right yeah, there. Yeah, oh, there was a dead right. seal. That was horrible. Oh, it, was, it was like dying. It, was it, it looks really uh, East Coast. Uh, My a little, a little subliminal thing with the extras, I, I wanted all male extras that, that Greg took Annette to a gay beach. So, And you'll see uh, two guys um, checking each other out in the shower and when he's on the phone. Um but uh, coming up is one of my favorite cues from Ed, oh, this, this is like brilliant. James Bond cue. You want to talk about this? Oh. Uh, about the music? Yeah. Oh, no one wants to know about the music. I love this cue. Um, yeah, I was working with um, a very talented programmer called Chad Scott, uh, who's uh, uh, a dance and kind of industrial programmer, and, and uh, Chad is responsible for a lot of the beats that you hear in the music. and. Uh, um, did a, a great job. He's got his own record label, actually. Oh. I so well, enough about him. <laughs> <laughs> He's not in the room, and I don't give a shit. Oh, this yeah. how, how they love this. Selma. They this, love this. Is Selma? This is, this is us coming up with stuff in rehearsal, and and originally it was I think Heather Twister. Yes. Yeah. Well, it yeah, was yeah, a game of Twister, and we couldn't get the rights to Twister. And I said, mm -hmm. Selma, what can you do? It's just like I could stand on my head, yeah. <laughs> and I just love how Sean Thomas is terrific as Ronald. His eyes just go white when she spreads her legs. But uh, here's something uh, you took out something here. We took out something. What was that line? Fuck her already. Yeah, enough with the enough with the Girl Scout stories. Fuck her already. Uh, that got cut. MPAA. Uh, it's kind of interesting, you know, when you think about this movie. At the end of the day. Up until the day, there was something in the L.A. Times about the R rating and how, like, and everyone says, "Oh, Cruel would have made like all this m more money if it wasn't, if it wasn't, if it was PG-13." And I'm, 
you know, you trust me, I get wake up at three in the morning and think about that almost every night. But what contract- if it was P- PG-13? Contractually, Roger, you made me agree to yeah, an R. Yeah, I made you agree to an R, and at the end of the day, I'm happy for that and because I don't think this would have been the movie it was. I agree. And and while we were debating PG-13 and R, we got an NC-17, so it became a new debate. <laughs> and and it's surprising, because really, except for Ryan's ass, there's no nudity in this film. Um, Thank you, Tipper Gore. And here, here, actually coming up here is just for, again, first-time directors, the importance of coverage. And you really, I really didn't know much about this. I just heard it's something you need before I went into this. So I just trusted Neil and Teo uh, saying get your coverage. Um, but here's an example of it. This is what we call a meeting two-shot. Yeah. And, uh, and I always feel the scene goes too long. And coverage... If coverage is, if we had a close shot on Ryan and a close shot on Sarah, I could have cut the scene and saved some time because it, it, it could have been quicker. So that's what coverage is for you uh, first-timers. See, now you don't have to go to film school. It's a crock. Mm-hmm. Are we lucky that it is not cut because you can enjoy <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Michelle Saragel's body all the time? Yeah. It's a little long. It's not that long. It's, it's, eh. it's hot. Me. Seems like Depends. It's hot. Things are looking up. Ed, what was the hardest scene for you to score in this movie? Or you can talk about it when we get there, if you'd like. Uh, anyone where Roger was in the room at the time, right. actually, was pretty <laughs> difficult. But... <laughs> I was so easy. <laughs> Come on, compared to Neil? <laughs> Please. Yeah, Neil, Neil was actually there for a lot more of the music than Roger was. Roger, yeah, I <laughs> just leave. I'm like, fine, it's good, whatever. Walk away. Yeah. Any day now. <laughs> Everyone's watching. <laughs> See, Owen's transfixed. Doesn't he look like a young Steve McQueen? He's so handsome. He's great. Yeah, he looks really good. They're they're both in England right now promoting the movie. They are great. Good. I can tell you, um, he is so uh, he's a sweet person, and also he looks uh, he can be so mean, and still you will love him. Okay. So. And he's the hardest worker. He is. Yes. Oh, come on. <laughs> Actually, here's a scene I want to talk about that. I'm kind of, I wish, if there's any scene in the movie, I wish we could have reshot it to this scene. Because this is, again, half the scene. Um, because uh, once you see when he crosses over after he puts down the phone, what you should see, and you'll see again in the deleted scenes, are two new cheerleaders. Is that he was playing her the whole time. And I always felt bad for Ryan when he saw the film because he's playing it so sincere. <laughs> in fact, there's. A girl rubbing oil on another girl's ass behind him, <laughs> and he and he just played it so sincere. But I think at the end of the day, again, this was a good call. And the ha- producers, why did we do this? The, the hardest thing we had to accomplish in this movie was is that if the tragedy at the end of this movie was going to work, the romance really had to be strong, and that's what we were dealing with here. Is that we just needed to see the story, the, the love story between uh, Sebastian and Annette. Just like this shot. This was a reshoot that we did when we went we to New York. We did a reshoot. Um, and that really needed to work. And unfortunately, him talking to her and trying to convince her to go out while he's rubbing oil on uh, two girls' asses just kind of defeated that. Yep. And where was it? And this was shot in uh, Robertson, Robertson Boulevard in Los Angeles. And Gary did a great job dressing it. You want to talk about, uh, well, we should talk briefly about uh, the wonderfully talented Christine Baranski. I want to know how much Denise paid for that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I got a below wholesale. I went to the outlets in Oxnard. Actually, Don't worry. Actually, you're about to yeah, see right. uh, <laughs> I did. Herb, the, uh, the production assistant oh, on the film, he did a brief role and we got him a good part as the, as the cappuccino server. 
But Christine was so. She's a Christine superstar. Is a, Christine, hey Herb. There he is. Hey Herb. <laughs> Christine is a great example. Uh, she she did the role. She was great, and she was the one I envisioned. She was so awesome. She's in a superstar. Questioned whether or not to tell you, but something like this could destroy her reputation in Manchester. I hope I did the right thing in telling you. I'd hate to see Cecile ruin things with Court. No, I, I can't thank you enough for this. You will be discreet about this. <sighs> Absolutely. And here comes one of the biggest laughs we ever see in the movie. Think you are. Excuse me? I'm paying you to give cello lessons, not to pervert my child. Mrs. Caldwell, I, I think you're misunderstanding something. You can't explain this then? Where did you find those? Margarita found them. I love that word, me. Margarita. <laughs> no one gets it. <laughs> I'm always very proud of the, the names I give. Wait, wait, here you go. How dare you treat me with such disrespect? I got you off the streets, and this is how you repay me? Got me off the streets? I, I live at 59th and <laughs> He's such what a good actor. He yeah, is good. He's, he's wonderful. terrific. He's they're great. Both, I love him. They're both, and Christine was great. How many days did she was on this? Three days? Um, she, you know, and I just begged her, and, and it she was helpful wonderful. to have an extensive knowledge of all her work off Broadway when I was growing up. So I could say, "You're so great in this Terrence McNally play. Please do this movie." She was wonderful, and she really she did it because her daughters are big fans of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So she could get an autograph from yeah. <laughs> yes, that's why she did the movie. She Nothing to do with the script or anything. Just that her daughters thought it would be cool if she acted with Buffy, um, and she was so great. She's so horrible. Yeah. <laughs> she is. She's wonderful. Role. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. I love this shot too. Like the little the little extra maid who drops her <laughs> duster because the black man is screaming. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. Great this stuff. is fun. And this was filmed actually, Gary, on stage. It's right? on stage. Gary, yeah. we built this. Wow. And actually, I must say, Jeff Freeman he did a great job editing the film this was his favorite cut going from smile to smile and I said okay good Jeff <laughs> excellent very good <laughs> Her 12 year old this was also on stage this room Sebastian's room yeah this is Sebastian's room Gary you want to talk about this uh, I gave Gary one note when we did this room that I wanted Sebastian I wanted kids to look up to certain of these characters, no matter how horrible they were, and I wanted Sebastian to be about knowledge and that knowledge is power, and that I wanted books everywhere. So take it from there. He in fact gave us a list of about 150 books. He said, "Gary, only thing I want is every one of these books on his in his room." So I give I give it to someone else. They went out and found it. That's the way it works. But outside of that, <laughs> the whole look, besides the stupid little books. Uh, the look, the look at the movie. I mean, his room looks so cool. I, I you know. What's that I painting? Mean, what is that? That actually painting. is a, it's a photograph of an L.A. artist, and I don't remember the name. I'm sorry, whoever you are. But it, it was a photograph of a woman with uh, water going over her lips. It, it has a beautiful blue. Yeah, it's contrast with everything else. We tried to keep everything as dark as we could in the whole movie because... The people are very, actually, very mean in the script, and that, that's why I try also by keeping the face in the dark. Yeah. 
I love the furniture here. Yeah. Don't you love how Teo talks? Because he's so <laughs> articulate. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me look good. <laughs> Big lesson, you f- directors out there, just hire a great DP and just step back. Accents. <laughs> it's all about the accent. What was interesting on this film is, is that... Te- and somebody told me, I never told you this up until now, someone said, don't hire the Europeans. They take too long. <laughs> <laughs> but what was interesting, Teo was the DP, but he was also the camera operator on this film, even though we got in great trouble with the unions, or I should say Teo got in trouble with the unions. It was fantastic that he also operated the camera. Uh, I, I thought it would be uh, nice for uh, for Roger to talk to one person instead. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't talk to anybody. <laughs> no one would talk to me. <laughs> we, we prepped, uh, we prepped uh, scenes uh, on our uh, free Saturdays, and then we made an appointment on, uh, on a cafe terrace or something, and then and uh, we would talk yeah. about the shot, and then, That's a then, shot of her right there. Gorgeous. then <laughs> Roger would uh, play Teo the would scene talk. on the terrace, and yeah. I was embarrassed uh, sitting around, and he would. No, pull. we did it. We did it. Yeah, we did it on Franklin Avenue. We'd go to these restaurants on the weekend. <laughs> I'd act out the scene in front yeah, of yeah. everybody, and Teo would go, "Okay, this is what you want." <laughs> it was great though that they sh- basically every day. Um, we came in with shotless. Roger Teo came in with shotless, Actually, so I was very prepared before we but even got Because you made me. You told me I couldn't go on the set without a shotless. <laughs> I'm no idiot. <laughs> Actually, the only thing, one thing I'm proud about this is, uh, and basically my history in working is, is a lot in ADR and coming in. ADR is additional dialogue. And uh, I liked uh, Selma's performance in this. It really ADR can really help a scene and just her going, Ronald? Um, so and that the, I, four years ago I th- or five years ago I was at the bottom of my career I was spending Oscar night doing ADR for the Power Rangers movie John Landau and I who John Landau who produced Titanic and I were in an ADR room doing doing <laughs> digital dialogue for Power Rangers the movie and I was like John the only thing I could come up with is get him wait so this is sort of we, we did this, this like little great. red riding hood going yeah. to see the big oh, yeah. bad wolf that's great <laughs> yeah it's a great little costume from which movies. I don't think nobody got I, I got it and I love this shot and everyone, a lot of people comment about this shot I like the little pullback. I love this joke coming up here. And we milk this joke, and if you ever see it or you don't, we're doing a TV series of this <laughs> movie. And I, the same we love this joke so much, we used it again. It's from Long Island. That's the joke. <laughs> Different characters, though, so it's not that obvious. But like my only little contribution sometimes is like, oh, I want Salma to be sipping a Long Island iced tea out of a crazy straw. And sometimes we thought he was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is when I knew Selma was a star. This yeah. scene, she was so I mean, awesome. She, we loved her. Really, she really when she fun. came into the casting, we, we looked at about, Heather, how many people? Like 300? Did you see her like the first day of casting? No, we didn't. We saw her. Really? And I, and, and we just, she was so obnoxious. You know, you're supposed to be like gracious and thank you. Selma was just rude to me in the room. <laughs> just right, flat out obnoxious and rude. And I loved her. She was Cecile at that moment. And I thought just, yeah, I, I thought she was 15. She ends up, she's 25. And she's come out of the closet with her being 25. So I'm comfortable saying that. But she's so great. I can't see anyone else playing this role. Not now. That's no. <laughs> Uh, when I read the script, I had uh, a totally different character in mind. Uh, what did you have in mind, too? I had in mind in a very innocent... Uh, a blonde. ...virgin who was uh, uh, totally uh, manipulated by uh, 
by by um, uh, Sebastian. And uh, when uh, Roger came up with Selma for the first time, it was a kind of, a kind of a bratty person, and uh, I, I I had to get used to it. But well, in the end, I I liked her performance very much. Actually, to comment on that, I mean the. Really, this scene is date rape. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hide about it. <laughs> Basically, he's he's blackmailing her into to going down on her, um, and it was it was pretty o- obvious, and at least with Heather and Neil and I and and the studio when we were developing this, and it was pretty late in the game where I said it would be really cool if we made people laugh at the end of the scene, and, and the whole ob objective for me during this filming is to take these terribly uncomfortable scenes, have people laugh at them, and then have people look back and feel bad that they're laughing at this horrible incident that's occurring right now. I don't want to kiss you here. I want to kiss you... There. You don't hear that in teen movies. It's actually very funny. I like that the film never be- became broad. <laughs> can, can I tell yeah, you? Yeah, but you like uh, this is a great button, and that's a tribute to Selma. And there you go. <laughs> I love this. Bro. This is great. This is, I love Roger's voice. In this this is my voice coming up. Listen, Cecile. <laughs> Notice how the doll's pants are pulled down in underwear and her legs are spread. That was my subliminal message. <laughs> we, were, we were talking about broth before. It's very, very important to the school, and I want you to look your best, all right? Look at that. That is the most amazing man. I love this. This is the only cue of classical music Neil allowed me in the film. This, by the way, I loved this. The the white shot was in New York, and this whole uh, this whole scene is shot Pasadena. in Pasadena, except for one shot when uh, yeah Selma Actually, walks away. This shot is the only scene I pretty much completely ripped off from from the Stephen Frears version. Yeah, Instead, we, he's doing it with a with a cherry right. stem. So in this his shot tongue. this shot now coming yep. up is yeah. back in New York, right here. Yeah. Yes. To uh, to connect uh, the LA locations with the New York uh, location, and 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 Teo and Michael Fotrell, the, the the one of the other producers on the film, would always talk about bringing a chair to New York <laughs> to tie it in. And I was like, I didn't understand. <laughs> I still don't understand what this chair had to do. Well, the chair will be here and it'll be there. Oh, this is the wonderful Louise Fletcher, who is just great, and, and she was our, our our Oscar winner on the film. I thought that would bring us good luck, and she did a great job. She was wonderful. Yeah. Can't help it. I love this scene. <laughs> this is this really is, funny. Where was this? This shot lady was great. Gary? It's a shot at the... Uh, Wilshire E. Bell. 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 What is that place? It's that, like a temple. It's Wilshire Bell. Oh, it's a, a, a theater. It's a theater. Well, it's like a ladies' club. Oh, that yeah. parrot was me, too. If I can take credit for anything that's <laughs> on screen. But I, and this woman, was uh, she was on Sesame Street. I thought she was great. She was wonderful. This scene always gets this big laughs. Yeah. Did I ever tell you the time when my It was actually, it was my only Bergman shot, and we cut it, unfortunately, because I started on a ticking clock, yeah. and it reminded me of Persona, the Bergman film with the tick, 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 tick. Yeah, and anytime you try and inspire to Bergman or anything, when you're making a Neil Moritz film, you're cut like, oh, what? Cut it. Who, Andrew Bergman? Yeah. <laughs> we just forget it. We almost always started the scene at a shot with a uh, track starting behind a classical uh, object and then reveal the scene. You will never see that again because it's all cut out. This is funny. And, and I won three times. 
I love the shirt. I love the, the, the outfits you, you got in this scene. Oh, no, thanks, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> this song coming up is a Fat Boy Slim song. It's a Fat Boy Slim song, but when people hear it, it's from the Fat Boy Slim song. Where was the shot? This is in the, where was the shot? The Hamptons? No, this is. Yeah. I'm just kidding. This was out in near Lake Sherwood, wasn't it? Yes. yes. Calabasas or Westlake? Westlake? She is. You must think I'm a real idiot. No, I don't. I think this is the best scene of their relationship. I'm, I, think I am determined to make Heather Zegan talk Please. before this yeah. day is through about some scene. So I remember him swerving around in the car this day, barely being able to drive straight. Heather and I were the only two people on the set who absolutely knew nothing about what we were doing. The producer and the director. We didn't know. Everyone else had worked on like 10 films, 15 films. We were making it up and just fighting at the monitor all the time. We didn't even know. Ask a lot of questions. But I'm actually, this is the one time I forced Reese to do something, and I'm very, very grateful I did that, because it's very hard to force Reese Witherspoon to do something. She's, she's an incredibly talented actor, but she thought making these faces would be mugging, and of course I said, please do it, and she said no, and then Ryan said, please do it, and she said, okay. So, <laughs> I, I thought they would be too, and I, I'm glad you got them to do it. No, that. because it, it really warms up her character. Yeah, I think it, it really, really is just, Yeah, and, and she's so funny at it. And it's important that we Annette wasn't like the hardest thing is, and Heather, you'll probably agree with me. I can't keep selling you. <laughs> you Jump right is in there, Heather. <laughs> is that is the hardest thing was was Annette's character? Wouldn't you say when we were developing the script? You yeah, know, making her making her likable, but not but not sort of mousy or not. Yeah, not like a not like you know because in in, in, the, in the novel she was like you know so chaste and. We didn't like her. And, <laughs> and, we and she it. actually did really slip. Mm. <laughs> yes, she did. Slip. Yes, she did. Are you okay? No. <laughs> it was really great that Buffy, we convinced uh, Sarah. Where's this film? Sarah to, con to dye her hair dark. Hancock Park. This is the very first day that Sarah shot. Really? No. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah, no, it was. Sarah's first. I think you're right. It yeah. was. Wait, yep. Sarah's first yes, one? Yeah, it was. First day of shooting. No, for Sarah. Yes, it was, it was. the part. It was outside when with the the blowjob scene with Court was her first yep, day. Yeah, he's right, and that was her birthday too. I yeah. remember oh, it was her right. birthday day. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> the director knows. Everybody knows. knows. Director's always yeah. right. This was her second day. Second day, sorry. <laughs> she was very nervous this day, though. Who? Sarah was because it was her first day. Everybody else had been working for a few days. The, yeah. the crew was up yeah, and running. Everybody was up and running. Yeah. And she was coming in on her first day. She was. She's so great in this. I can't say anyone else playing this role. Um, if, if she was, when she was off screen um, and giving the lines to the other actors, she was always uh, tickling me and, uh, and trying to uh, to look at, keep looking at my eyes. And I wasn't. I wasn't there that day. Neil wouldn't let me on the set. <laughs> you know, it's it's strange. You make movies that you don't have much money and. Uh, uh, some movies, you know, you're always bitching that you don't have enough movie to make the movie you want to make. But even though we didn't really have that much money on this movie, I don't think that anybody ever felt like that there wasn't enough money to actually 
go make a good movie. Because you kept all the money. <laughs> that a, that's a running theme tonight, isn't it? Uh, but you Let's know, talk about how rich Neil Moritz got off this. No, how much no, did you make? No, you know what I have to say? Gary wow. and I, we, we gave 100%, but we didn't feel like anything was taken from us. It was yeah. really, it was it really was. Was. We had a blast on this movie. Yeah. yeah. Really, everybody was fun. We got what we, we needed. Everybody got to be creative fun. and do. I mean, look at it. Whatever look at we that. Wanted. I mean, I don't know what that has to do with no, creative and no, fun. No, I mean, it, it looks like a hundred million dollar movie. I mean, yeah, it looks like a thirty million dollar movie. I because mean, let me ask she, you something. Because she threw her off, uh, the, uh, off the day that after the no, movie. But let me, let me ask you anyway. if, if you guys, if you think we had double the amount of money that we had, no, no. would the movie be any I think, better? I think, in a lot of ways, having less money and don't hold me to this on my next film exactly. makes you more creative. I really do. Tao will agree. Won't you, Tao? I totally agree. I would like to work with five dollars, and I could make a brilliant Excuse me, only Mike Myers can. Mike Myers does do a great tale. Tao, did you do you think that the pace that we had to make this movie at was too fast to actually have? No, no. But it had to also with the fact that we prepped very well. We didn't shoot more than we needed to shoot. Um, uh, you see, every <laughs> shot that we uh, we shot is almost in the movie, except from where it had to be cut for other reasons. But, <laughs> yeah. but uh, we didn't Chase cover just uh, we didn't overcover. We we used the shots uh, uh, that we uh, uh, prepped. And Roger had even time to uh, do different versions of the. There are the probably same three shot. or four different versions. Well, of that this was movie. the only the the important thing to know as being a director is, and the only thing you really need to know when you're directing actors is look at it like this. You're going to Sizzler, it's Sunday, and you're going to a big buffet. And you want to load up your plate. And that's what that's what production is. You want to get as much stuff Ooh. as you can. You want to get as much choices as you can uh, when you're making the movie. Like like with with Selma, play it play it bitchy. Play it nice. Play it you know, play it stoic. And that way when you're in the editing room where you rewrite the movie basically you have all these opportunities because if you just if I just said to Selma play it bitchy in this scene right now which he does after after this um, you're locked into that and then if it doesn't work and she's too bitchy you can't use it and that's honestly all the directing actors is is just getting a variety of performances so you can go into the editing room and make decisions there that's okay. it. I, I, that's that's it. But that's also a very luxurious, luxurious um, um, thing because normally you don't get to that. And because thirty-seven days of filmmaking? No, you don't. You don't get to that to get different versions. Rude. Ooh, oh, that? we're back Ooh. here in Long Island. Now you might that recognize that. Yeah. We went from shot. Long Island to, to LA. To LA. Park. And, and this is and Pasadena. That's Pasadena. Pasadena. And that's uh, LA. LA again. The so magic of movies. Do people recognize that mansion from 8mm? I did. I, know, I saw uh, that trailer. It bugged yeah. me. <laughs> no, no, you don't recognize it. Yeah, oh, God, when our trailers were showing at the same time and the, you saw the we're exteriors on set. Same mansion. This was actually a great house. This was the Otis Chandler Chandler's estate State. where we shot where the, the people who published the L.A. Times, correct? Right. I thought it was the Otis Redding house. Well, they bought it later. Didn't they have all of Mozart's original? <laughs> oh, original Mozart's Yeah, panels. you want to talk about that? We couldn't uh, go really. into the other room because there was the we original Mozart there, we wallpaper. Right. Shipped over. Pan In fact, it was panels from the Mozart room. You want to talk about this tale? You're uh, leaning forward. No, no, I was want to talk about something else. Before. What tale? <laughs> More wine for tale. <laughs> <laughs> they had good chemistry, don't you think? Yes. Yes, they did. 
I think a lot of it, honestly, Ooh, is helped by Ed's score. Uh, Jump right Ed, in there, Ed. You wanna, Ed, I'm going to make you talk because okay, your score is so good. Yeah, I mean, the, the difficult thing with the score was how far to push the uh, the intrigue and then how, how you could then make these characters sympathetic and, and bring a romantic element in. Um, and it was the one thing I think that we had um, disagreements about was, uh, you know, um, especially um, this relationship here, you know, how, you know, can this guy who is uh, who's been doing all this bad stuff suddenly become such you know such romantic and, and great guy? Um, and I was uh, I was hoping that we could do it earlier, but I think it was really from this scene onwards that uh, yeah, where you lay in the theme, the Sebastian right. and that theme, right? Right, and it's, this is really kind of the first time you hear it. And that was the only actually the only note I ever gave you. I was like, make sure we have a theme for them that we lay in earlier, so we feel bad when he dies. Right. That just gave away the end. That was my <laughs> articulate note to everyone. Uh, yeah. I would give, I would give like one layman's instruction to each member. I was like, make sure to Teo and Gary is like, make sure it looks pretty. Yeah, that's what he's saying. To Denise, hard. I was like, make sure they look cool. I had the real Beavis and Butthead mentality of directing. This was actually a hard scene because you really felt Actually, this like is one of the few lines I hate. I hate married to Jesus because. Did you write that line? Yeah, I wrote that line. I don't like it because it's kind of like they're playing the sincerity of the moment, and it's just like a, almost a comedy line. And I was like, it just doesn't work. It sucks. Fire the writer. But here's this is uh, this theme is so beautiful. Oh, good job, Ed. Thank you. Does it seem a long time ago that you did this? Well, this is New York now, right? No, yeah, no. this is again the Long same, Island, the right. same, and this was like it, it was so hard for Gary, Teo, and I when we shot here because it was so many beautiful places we that we tried to capture yes. all of them. But now we're back in in Los Angeles at Shane Black's house, in in uh, Hancock Park. This was a difficult night of shooting. I remember this. This was. A long You day. were at Dantana's that night, if I even remember. No, yeah, I, I went to Dantana's, but then I came back to the <laughs> To throw your weight around at the last minute. And then, Three and martinis later. <laughs> Actually, I did leave to go somewhere this night. Yeah, you did. You yeah. weren't there. And, and then, then the, the little problem came up. It's, uh, oh, come off. It's a lighting problem? problem? No, no, it's a, <laughs> Sebastian's uh, forehead. Oh, yeah, the bump. I don't know. No, he's had that bump because he had that bump, and I know he did last summer. Oh yeah, how that bump yeah. is. And Harrison Ford has a scar on his I, chin. I like this. No one, I like the yeah, bump. Yeah, Teo loves it. <laughs> it's character. Bumps are good. It is. Yeah, <laughs> a man has uh, scars. I think this is. A, I think this is Rattle a really wins. good scene. It is. It feels yeah. really real. Waiting for love. Well, here it is. Right in front of you. Because I've given the speech on. to women before. And that's what I <laughs> so oh, we should bring that up. This is all about Roger. This is Roger's life. Roger is Sebastian. Roger is Sebastian. <laughs> the question is, who's in that? <laughs> should we tell? <laughs> no, let's not. <laughs> she looks great there, Tam. Yeah. Thank you. Have a nice life. Although, actually, one of the other few lines I hate is, like, I'm going to go to the south of France. <laughs> <laughs> like, who talks it's like so that? I mean, you talk about the reality of that, and, I'm, and I'm, I thank you, but I'm like, I may go to the south of France. I don't know what I was thinking. You know, when you talk about different versions, this was a scene that you shot quite a few different versions of. Yeah, because, again, his choices is like, you know, he was really angry in one take because you don't know when you're in the editing room and you're laying out the whole film you know how the whole 
how his character is tracking. It was important that we really, really, we really believed it. Does Shane own that painting, or did no, you put it there? Tessa, <laughs> Tessa brought that in. And that's the, that bed Tessa. you brought in as well, Gary? <laughs> yes. All the, Tessa Gary brought all of everything. This actually wasn't a I always a thought this was a little weird that, this like, here's, room, here's a woman who's a virgin. She just kissed, and now she's unbuttoning his fly and his oh, zipper. Yeah. <laughs> like she's going for the hand job already. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we went with it, and it was fine. Take the bottle away from Roger, please. <laughs> 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 it's true. And this she is looks his, so this young. This is his there. turn. I know. This is right now he turns. I'm sorry, I can't. Beautiful. Nice score. Nice score. Beautifully shot. And that is 12:30 uh, tonight. We're going to shoot again. And now we're back at the Wilshire Bell. No, at Chandler. No, Chandler. Chandler. We're at Chandler. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 Wilshire Bell. I have had too much to drink. No we went from Shane Black's <laughs> to the uh, I Chandler. Love that shot. I love that shot. Beautiful that shot. Get it together, you pussy. A line I often say to myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here this? we are back in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Originally, there was a big crane shot that goes up and uh, we show. Neil uh, cut it. We, we show Sarah Geller, but that's gone. But we just thought it this got a little tiresome of her just appearing in places. Yeah, of course. I understand. And things happen. Uh, Didn't yeah. Ryan write all of the stuff in the book? Yes, yeah, actually, you know, one of the few instructions I gave to Ryan while he was prepping for the role of Sebastian was uh, the journal, the influence of the journal came from. Oh, wow, yeah. what's his name? This kid, and he wrote this journal. Dan Eldon. Dan oh, Eldon. Yeah. Yes. Dan you. Eldon's exactly. journal, thank you. Uh, he wrote this brilliant journal, and he died, and he was like a correspondent or a photojournalist, and, and I was I was so inspired that I forgot his name. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, what I, what, and I didn't want to do email to like completely modernize uh, Dangerous Liaison, so I thought a journal would be kind of fun, and it's kind of romantic. That someone writing a journal, and I loved all the pictures that Dan Eldon had. So uh, I I told Ryan, I said, "Here's this journal," and we got this great journal. And I said, "You're the character. You write in it." And he he was so meticulous about it. He wrote all these <laughs> incredible things that I don't think and he took photos. Yeah, he took really photos. Yeah, it really chronicled he his life. Out. He was he's such a great actor. Ryan's naked here. Nobody knows that, but I love the maraschino cherries. I mean, we used the Cecile. We kept it in this because of the whole my little popping the cherry joke. But I thought for Cecile, it would be a maraschino. Very subtle. It would be a maraschino. It would be a maraschino cherry because of Cecile. But Sarah, Sarah, I think came up with that little action, and I thought it was great. And here's my little stupid. Actually, I'm. Here's another thing I'm not proud of because at this point in the movie, you should be into the drama, and here I go with the stupid gay. Theater jokes with Judy Garland. But <laughs> Only people over 35 got that joke, anyway. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but, but the best thing is it was about a cheap his t-shirt. His t-shirt says, his t-shirt says, ten reasons why beer are better than women. Beer is better it. than women. <laughs> here's Roger. Why don't you tell the story about this song coming up right now? Well, here. this song actually, we were very lucky to have. We had a Smashing Pumpkin song called Sheila. And it fell, out, got, at the last fell out the last minute, and luckily Adam Durbitz showed Neil and I this brilliant song that he, he that you know you're hearing right now. And we were very lucky; we were hanging out with him all night while he was recording it. This was again during the day where Teo and I was in the helicopter, and this shot especially. Um, 
Uh, Tail was worried about the shot. I was worried about crashing into the smokestack <laughs> in the tram. <laughs> I couldn't care about the shot. This, this shot this. right here she was shot in a in a uh, subway in station downtown. In, in downtown LA. LA. Yeah. Yeah, we have it's three, really we have, pretty. We have three hours to shoot it. And, and Denise, only, you want to talk color, about the colors? Well, the only color in the whole station. I mean, we kept everybody in drab colors you see behind. And they both look great. Yeah. Yeah. But to, just awesome. to go back to this song for a second, literally, the Smashing Pumpkins Who cares about out. the song? Look at how good. No, 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 no. no the, this song is amazing. I mean, it, yeah. Adam did an amazing I mean, job. He did. The, no, the this Smashing song's brilliant. The Pumpkins song fell out 48 hours from the time we were yeah. final mixing. We went through a, at least 100 songs. Adam Durwitz luckily saw the movie that night and stayed up all yeah. night writing the song. Yeah, it's brilliant, um, and it, it's it just works so well. And this, I'm very proud of the scene because, again, as a first-time director, it's very hard. I knew I wanted to do a lovemaking scene. I knew I, I wanted that, and I wanted to make it different. And I didn't want to make it. I wanted to make it about the two of them. I love this line. And you're lucky. Up. Thank you. This was a line, actually. Well, never mind. <laughs> well, this, this, this is actually a true story. This is beautiful. This is a line I said to to uh, my college girlfriend who I was in love with when when right here coming up. She lost her virginity to me. <laughs> no, it was one of the few sincere Don't say moments her name. in Don't my say life. Her name. She's a Manhattan DA. <laughs> no, but uh, and this was something that you know you're very nervous about directing a lovemaking scene, especially when the two lead actors are are living together, and and it was something where I wanted to do this, you know, professionally, and I brought Ryan and Reese and Teo in a room, and we talked about what we wanted to do, and, and, and how I would talk to Teo, uh, how a director would talk to a DP when the director really doesn't have, know what he's talking about in terms of, of the technical jargon. I, was, I would talk movies, and I would say, oh, I love this from this, and I love this from this, and Teo would devise an interpretation from that and come up with his own ideas and from that I always like Robert Altman films really and how during some of his lovemaking scenes he would focus on the faces and not like the bodies and the nudity of it because oh. that to me sells the emotion although we, uh, we had sounded to... really smart there didn't I yeah, it sounded, it sounded <laughs> very good <laughs> but, but why, why you cut his butt then um, uh, MPAA you're only allowed two thrusts. Right. Okay. Yeah. Only allowed two thrusts. But I think that you really believe the two characters in love there. That's yes. Awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. I like this. Show. Now here, a lot, I li and I like this music transition. You want to talk about this, Ed? This is the return to the intrigue of, of the beginning of the ah, film. The intrigue. Yeah, there was method in, in what we did here. Um, it wasn't si uh, simply a matter of just repeating some material because there wasn't enough time to write something new. I like new. this little motion by Ryan. Very good. He's just happy. He's in love. And actually, this is a last-minute prop uh, that I said, oh, he should be carrying flowers. Yes, we all scrambled. Yeah, yeah we all props scrambled the last minute and, to get... And then he couldn't get rid of it. Yeah. Right. He, now, this yeah, moment, so he, he has to get rid of it. We had shot the scene already in the other room, so we he had to know. get rid of it. And the only thing I like about that is because Geller, as business, as actor use business, made such good use of the of it. You know, and that was, I think, Sarah's idea. I love the color inside this room here. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It, it I, turns into a whole different And this scene, we had a whole bunch of trouble about racism and black men and a drawer. We went through so many different cuts of this scene. I, I never saw it as that, but a lot of people did. Um, I still Ronald you. always gets a cello, by the way. Every time you see Ronald, you hear a cello. Oh, really? Here I didn't know that. <laughs> You're pretty good, Ed. That's cool. <laughs> because you know what? He's a cello teacher. That's yeah. great. <laughs> you didn't tell me that. Here we go. This is a funny line God. here. He, I love this. He has 
It's gone, it's gone. That was the fucked up shit in this house was ADR. But look how beautiful this room. This is the funnest When I'm decorating my house right now, and I said, I want it like Catherine's room. And the decorator saw the movie. She's like, I love the look of the movie, but are you out of your mind? This is a movie. I just have, like an alcove and a little bed, and it's just great. We shot all the scenes towards the blue wall up till the scene that's coming up later in the film where we shot it against the windows, and it's, and it's a more darker scene. We tried to make it everything blue for her. That was her color because we called her the Ice Princess. So we used lots she of silver and blue. What, now, that is the, what is the Armenian? That is the Ukrainian, Ukrainian uh, Institute. Yeah, something. A yeah. cultural something. center. Yeah. We actually well, shot again, there. This is, we shot there when Benjamin Netanyahu was in We go back in LA. LA. That's right. We actually got, when we were shooting there, we got shut down by the police because Benjamin Netanyahu, Prime Minister of Israel, decided to take a yeah. walk from his hotel up to the Met. Um, and they actually shut us down. And uh, to be honest, I was at the Yankee game watching a no-hitter yes, being no-hitter being pitched when I got a call in the middle of the game get back here we've been shut down <laughs> I was so pissed I didn't know what to do yeah but it was cool because we got a great photo of me you and Michael Votrell the other producer it looked like we shut down all of Fifth Avenue <laughs> <laughs> but we never could make a shot of the Mets in combination with the house what would have been uh, would have established yeah. the house uh, on the edge well, of didn't uh, we have it actually when the limo the drive up no no the Met not no, no. Have you given any thought to what's going to happen when school starts? This is my favorite scene with Sarah Geller, actually. I think she's great. I love it when she's dropping the uh, rose petals. Rose petals. She's just, she did. That was her. I, you know, she just saw it on and and just and and we worked on it with Ed actually. So some of the cues were on the rose petal dropping. Did we do that? It's my least favorite outfit. I thought we did. It looks yeah, too yeah, Joan yeah. Collins. It looks too Dynasty. Really? Yeah, it's my least favorite outfit. <laughs> I'm glad you I said that. If Denise, I love you, but I'm glad you said you know, that. You know, I, I hate that outfit. I, if I could do this all over again, that would be the only... It was a robe. It was, it was to put over the negligee. It was supposed to be you know what? definitely yeah. Joan Collins. You know what? No, no. You I, see a lot of 18-year-olds in that outfit. No, I know. It's not accessible. I'm sorry. I would do it over again. You know what? You rocked on the film, so who cares? Yeah, you know what? That's the only thing I hate. Sorry. Oh, I, I never thought about it like it's that. It's not that bad. I, sorry. <laughs> Everyone has to take responsibility for their actions. <laughs> but can we talk about how cool his coat is? And yeah. Gary, has, Gary yeah. Steele has, has that, that desk, desk at his desk. house. Yeah. Gary, do you, you have do? that get? desk? Have desk. Where's the bed? I want the desk. Yeah, who has a bed? You, you didn't want the bed, remember? No, well, now I do. I know. You didn't oh, want. Now it's a little late. Who has the bed? It's in Sony Warehouse. See little little things People like the rotary dial phone. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, we little touches yeah. we yeah, We tried to make it a little very period. Yeah. Yeah, we tried well, to sometimes avoid it works, every sometimes model. it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this was a hard cue. This was one of the hardest cues, wasn't it? Because he kept now driving him crazy, Neil. Yeah, it we was loved it. it was all Neil. Roger loved it as I remember. <laughs> <laughs> all I kept saying was pace, pace, yeah. pace. Yeah. If if it was Neil <laughs> up to Neil, this movie would be twenty minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> the great soundtrack. Oh nice candle up. Wasn't Paul this Simon? Paul least... Simon was here that day, remember? Yes, Paul yes. Simon was here. We were walking. Yeah. And that's the uh, John Lennon thing, the Imagine thing. Imagine. Roger, you liked, loved that song at one point. Yeah, I don't know what I was saying. It's hokey. What it's song is too it? hokey. Here's, here's it's a, a good song. Here's a screw up by Neil and I. 
Oh, but, I, but, I, and I'm pretty proud of every music choice except this. So I think we went too far on this. Sorry about the guy who wrote it. I'm, you Craig did a great Armstrong, job. you did a great job. And the, here is a piece of film that actually we needed a bit of a montage. So we took this after. This is originally from Get It Together, You Pussy. Yeah, he walked and we, out of And we room, lifted yeah. it and we put it here. So if you're ever wondering, how did he get from New York back to the <laughs> back to, to Long Island? But no one really calls us on that. No, no, that's a montage. Because we, we needed a little bit more of him thinking about what he's that's about a, that's to That's a great do. car that Roger picked. Yeah, it's beautiful. What is, yeah. it, what is it? It's a kit car. 1956 Jaguar Roadster XTS. But also, this is now at the, um, at the um, Marriott Essex house. Oh, yes, that's right. Yes, in hated, New York. We hated it. Oh. But this, and yes. this was this eight. hated this. This was a difficult day, Horrible at least for day. me directing the actors, because you try and direct two actors who are dating and madly in love and have them break up, and and they were so great, and they and they, you could tell they were. Um, actors talk about emotional recall, and you could tell they were going to places that I didn't want to know about. I just wanted to shoot it. And like Reese hitting him was a spontaneous act, and I loved it so much I kept saying again and again after takes. <laughs> and I wouldn't call cut because there would be little moments they'd have, but they were so mad at me. Ryan, Ryan threw was up this no, day. Ryan did throw yeah. up that day because they're, they're just madly in love with each other, was, and and this was hard. I thought I was in love with you, but it was I've used just this speech lie. before. <laughs> was this our last day of shooting? No, no, no. last day was. It was close to our last day. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was very, very hard day. Very hard day. Taylor, you want to talk about it? Well, because you remember the hotel was going to kick us out at a certain mm -hmm. time. Yeah. And we kept pushing them to let us stay longer. Yeah, and we had to, this is uh, on the, way, the south. Then, yeah, yeah, the yeah, park is right outside yeah. the window. Yeah, it's a park outside the window. You know, and you see sometimes. Actually, I saw an interesting thing that Teo and I talked about. We talked about, like, people not being who they are as a theme in this movie. And you see a lot of scenes are played through mirrors. And that was a, like one of the... I learned so much about filmmaking through watching a movie, The Graduate, uh, which has so many motifs running through it about like water. And I did, did so many college theses about it that, that water is such an important part of, gradu, of The Graduate. And you see every shot has something about water that I wanted when I did Cruel Intenses to be about mirrors and about people being who they are and not being who they are. And so many of these scenes, and, and I didn't know it. I just said that to Teo, and he made it look great. But a lot of these, a lot of these scenes are played through mirrors. This, by the way, is beautiful, uh, beautiful acting. Yeah. Don't fucking touch me, Sebastian! No! That hit was not directed. That was Reese. Please. They were really upset that day. Yeah, they were not happy. And they had asked us um, to um, to do the scene only once or and twice. Here, and here is they, never, they never asked that uh, until yeah. that almost the last day. They asked here's really try to do it in one or two takes. Here's an example of I didn't call cut, where she thought I was going to call cut, and she and she was great. That's a great outfit, Denise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this rocks. <laughs> And you just like I think at this moment you just hate her, hate her. You have and Sarah's so it good at that. Whole scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now comes the only scene that is uh, the only scene in her room that is shot towards the windows, to create a dark. Uh, yeah, atmosphere. it's brilliant. The whole. Here's a little oh, thing that Teo excellent. and I did. You'll see coming up with a little phallic gesture that nobody gets. With if you look to see where the shadow of the champagne bottle's going. I thought you <laughs> and we intentionally <laughs> did this. 
you'll see coming up, and, and no one gets it, but uh, I was pretty proud of it when we did it, but no one notices. It's so interesting. You know, we shot on location for quite a few days at the beginning of the film, and it's so kind of nice to get back to your own stage where you kind of feel it's well, home. Well, this is, yeah, we did this earlier on, and Ryan, the ma- brilliance of, like, Ryan, like when I said, you need you be upset, there's no, like, putting, you see that right there? <laughs> no one gets it. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. It's all right. That's for you and I and the monitor. Um, he's just so terrific at this. From Ronald. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I'm pretty sure it goes something like, yada, 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 you mean a lot to me, hope we can still be friends, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Nice right. mirror, Roger. Get the yeah, theme same, of the mirror. Again, same. theme of the mirror. Everywhere, everywhere. This was yeah. a co- coat that Ryan's wearing, who wears for the last section of the film, was a Denise, coat that Denise designed. Denise, when are we all getting our, our Sebastian coat? Yeah. 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 And on the, then the, uh, the website, you get to order it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can order underwear. underwear. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, but it, it actually is a, an 18th century French frock coat from the Napoleonic era. Now, but In case anyone's... You, Curious. you know what's amazing though? Here <laughs> was a se- here was a scene that was really shot completely different than it ended up in the movie. Yeah, yeah right. you're right. Well, pretty much after she after she she stands, you actually see a tear in his eye. That, that he's just so brilliant. No, but a tear in his eye that we that from because the scene had a different intention at first. Well, not not at this part. This is played. No, I'm I, talking about towards the end. Yeah, of the scene. towards the end, where we're coming up with. So but this is all beautifully real. shot, Tam. And this yeah, is really like tale. you know, a lot of this, a lot of the movie. I was very careful when I wrote it, when I had this idea that, because uh, of course everyone knows that Christopher Hampton screenplay from the Stephen Frears and the Stephen Frears film that I wasn't ripping off Christopher Hampton. So as reluctant as I was, I had to reread the novel like ten times to make sure I was taking from the novel and not the play or the screenplay. And a lot of these lines are really from. Uh, still, there's I I think about ten lines that are from an 18th century novel that we put in a 1999 drama, which just shows the brilliance of of the novel. She's great in this scene. Yeah, she really is. Yeah. She, oh, she overpowers him totally. She's so mean. Beautiful lighting. Beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> oh, tear? Notice the tear? Yeah. So, now right after w- here in the original version, and you'll, they'll see this, they'll see this later in, in the deleted scene section, he, he hits her. He's so pissed. And they fight, and, and then uh, he, he apologizes, and she says, now get the fuck out. I couldn't believe you cut that. <laughs> I, I, I indeed. I, uh, I, I wish we, we could have we, stayed in there. If I remember, we went back and forth on this a few yeah, times. It's imperative that I talk to her. This scene I like is a simple uh, phone scene, but it gets an agitation. Yeah, I had Ryan. I remember I said, Ryan, don't hang up the phone. Just break it. <laughs> You're so pissed you can't hang up the phone. And then we needed something to cue the audience in on. It should be his sacrifice should be the journal. So... I like the music here. Yeah. yeah. It helps a lot. Ed, you rock. <laughs> Ed, how many weeks did you have to do the entire score? I think we did it in was it three, four weeks? <laughs> three, four weeks. I think you just moved over here from England, 
set up camp and just did it real quick. Here, here's a problem you have when an actor actually crosses a street you in know, New York. All these people going, oh, it's unsafe. <laughs> I mean, we had all these problems with Ryan just crossing the street right there. So that was New York, and now we're back at the Will. Well, the no, Will. we're back this at the Biltmore Hotel. Hotel. Yeah, Bill Motel. Yeah. Biltmore Hotel. I think this is so this second next New York. Second New York. No, no, this is not New York. Oh, this, this is the Biltmore. Biltmore. No, this is Biltmore in Los Angeles. Roger, this next cue is probably one of your favorite music cues. Correct? Yes, actually. Oh, very good. This next song coming up. Actually, my favorite cues are Ed Shermer cues. <laughs> in terms of songs, source. the only song I, I I actually said I have to have. This is a great song. When in doubt, whip out your checkbook. Hopefully, it won't make you pay, and Neil was supportive enough to back me. But there was this Amy Mann song called You Can Make a Killing that I just loved so much, I and I had to have it. This was one of the songs that was in our original temp track that yeah. actually made it into the, the only song. Wait, what about the Oh, bird? no, the Bittersweet bird. Symphony. Yeah. Is is but I just loved this song, and... Yeah, now we're back in New, New York, York at the Essex House. Yeah, such, such an emotional song. Yeah, yeah just her voice is so beautiful. Is that Ryan's actual writing? Yeah. I think so. This was a horrible <laughs> night because oh, we were so gold. And the producers went out to dinner. <laughs> I like, I like and to. And I was like, you know, we're, it's like, well, Teo has to be there. <laughs> Can I go out to dinner? <laughs> it would be like taunting for me. Roger, I mean, Ryan got soaked in this next Ryan show. Got, yeah. Ryan got soaked, and Ryan is just like, just do it. I don't care because the wind was blowing so hard. But, I mean, look at this. A $10 million film, and we're filming outside the, the, the Met in mm -hmm. New York. That's incredible production value. And I love this shot. I don't know why. It just says it all. It's the first time they really meet. Um, and they don't even meet in person until the end. But I just love that connection and, and the look on Reese's face. And all of this again in the journalist Ryan. Now, now, like on several takes, the wind was blowing so hard we couldn't control <laughs> the, the fountains that they were blowing in Ryan's face. <laughs> again, like this isn't, I don't know. He's did a really good job with this tale. <laughs> <laughs> This was, you know, was this her last day of shooting? No. No? Oh, our last day of shooting was, was, was the, the helicopter day. and him driving through New York. Yeah. This was shot in, like, like a greenhouse in, oh, yes, in a park. In a park. The in a park. 101 yeah. in yeah. L.A. And then, I mean, like, and Gary just, uh, we, we you just You guys said, dressed. make it work. I said, where? He yeah. said, over there. Was, oh, this wait, is wait, my, this is the this only shot. time I ever love got stylistic shot. shot. I said, I want a crane down shot, and I want it to move. Yeah. And he knew exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. And I just love this tale. bed, and you just see her. And the wrinkles in her dress match oh, the wrinkles in the bedspread. This is such a beautiful shot. And the crystals, how we call those stupid crystals. Yeah. Oh, they didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Hopefully. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, she's just like evil. I love the smile coming up right here. Yeah. And we we shot vi different versions with him just getting up and leaving, and him with Cecile. And that's why I talk about with choices. It's like, do we want him with Cecile or we don't? So we had her in the bed right and here, some takes this. and some without. Evil, right. evil incarnate. Joan Collins. <laughs> <laughs> This was smart of Teo when we were driving back in the helicopter, and I was like, please fucking land the copter. Teo's like, oh, just film. And we got some of these <laughs> great shots. It's a beautiful shots. shot. Beautiful yeah, shot. Yeah. This is nice because you don't expect that you're in the middle of New York no. uh, when it starts, and then uh, suddenly you're there, and then you see uh, Reese. Yeah. Now, what you're about to see is, and, and you will see the original version, was is a reshoot coming up. 
Uh, we reshot the ending, not this part. And by the way, Ed, your score just—I love this whole. This is, I think, the first piece of music Ed showed us. Feels like a duel. Yeah, yeah. it's that, just great. Exactly. It kicks in. There's that's, my old assistant. That's Mojoline. Oh. <laughs> and this was like, yeah, our, our climax to the end. Michael Fotrell, our producer, shot this shot. He that's part of a reshoot. Scene. Yes. Now we're going into reshoots because, and you'll see, and I'll talk about this later. Um, there was no sacrifice made on on Sebastian's part. We went through two tests, and, and finally, I just said, "Oh, that's what's wrong with this movie. There's no sacrifice." Um, so we all sat together and we come up with 18 different versions of how to kill. In the him. original, in the original, he felt like it was just a random act instead of something that he was actually yeah. trying to do. Yeah, yeah, it was it was more fate in this. He he sacrifices himself to save Annette, and it works so much better, and graciously. You know, Neil and and Amy Pascal at Columbia Pictures gave me the money to reshoot reshoot this this scene. We, we were very sad though that Teo wasn't able to actually shoot this day with us. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but Teo was there during prep and basically, told you know, me. <laughs> and I had a long conversation. Yeah, with, uh, to yeah. fit in. everything. But some of the shots are still ours. Because Teo yeah. was out shooting. And by Big the way, day. a lot of credit goes to, a lot of times. Uh, uh, this is to me was the most boring part of it because. Shane Dixon, who's a brilliant stunt coordinator, really directed this whole sequence because um, he knows where the hits are and he's just great. And this was a lot of cuts. That's, that yeah. was my shoe. Uh -huh. <laughs> the black, the white. And this Everyone's, is all blue screen when he gets hit. Uh, Dusty, what's his last Dustin name? Dusty Meyer. Dusty Meyer took that hit. Amazing. Wow. And, and, and now we go back to the, uh, the what we footage. didn't reshoot, yeah. the old footage. And we play with so many different versions of him talking to her and her talking to him. And we always, she says, I love you, I think, at the end of this. And we took it out and put it back in. It's too cheesy. I needed it. I didn't need it. What do you think, Heather? You're shaking your head. I didn't <laughs> I need it. I always wish we could have taken that out. I know. I, was, I got scared at the last minute and put it back in because I thought we were cold. Yeah, no, it's just a little. And Ed's theme, it's again, like, oh, really just sells the emotion of this whole thing. And trust me, if you can avoid it, sh try not to shoot exteriors in New York because it was so hard. <laughs> and I love this because uh, one of the one of the my favorite moment of seeing this movie in, in a theater filled with people was not the laughs, but that shot right there when they went, no, no. Look who's there. Tim Turner. Tim. Oh, sorry, Tim. That's not you. <laughs> There's Tim. There's Tim. Tim's coming up. This is a crazy day. Neil, you want to tell us why this <laughs> was a crazy day? Because this is the day that I let the studio executives come in. This is the day the he let the studio executives come and look at the outing scene, which I was almost fired off of. And I'm, I'm like 300 yards away in an abandoned warehouse shooting this scene. This is a, such a small room. The only time I had Sarah and Reese shooting together. So I was terrified of that. Terrified <laughs> that Amy Pascal was going to fire me <laughs> 400 yards away, but she was very supportive and, and it, it went great. And uh, we, and sh we shot it all uh, in a mirror in a small toilet, so the only place uh, where we could stand is uh, yeah. that place where you don't see. It's a very small corner. I must say I'm really proud. One of the things I'm most proud of about this movie is that I really am able to kill the hero at the end. And most, a lot of cards when we test the movie, they said, let Sebastian live, let Sebastian live. Probably 80%, and, and I rarely praise Neil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or, I second and, that. and you always hear directors you know, bitch about the studio, but they never once questioned that. And that was my biggest fear. It's like, oh, 
you know, can he be in the car at the end or can he be a big joke? Well, and the greatest thing, if you remember, John Kelly said to us when we were talking about that, he says, he said about Sebastian dying then, he said they'd probably like it better, he said, but not at my studio. They all I know. Believe that's, that it just shows great support. I, I just love it. And it just that's what the film's about. You know, it's a, it's a tragedy. And yet, I, this movie would have made $30 million more at the box office if he lived. And that's not the type of producer Neil Moritz is. Oh, come on. Holly <laughs> 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 on this. Oh, Tim, 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 Tim Toner, folks, my oh, assistant. Yeah. He did such Super a good star. job. Super I think he's star. in the back somewhere. Hey, now, I, I want everybody to know that Roger actually paid for a lot of what happened in this scene. This is an example of, of a director when you need something, whip out your own checkbook. Uh, very interesting is that uh, he was so... Uh, I called so, my dad and wait, I said, Dad. Okay, but he was so glad that we uh, that we had made it in one day, all the scenes, that yeah. he uh, cut it and put music under it that the studio loved and had to pay for it so much yeah. well, more this is an example. than the scene. This is one example where, where it was a really great collaboration between Heather and Neil and myself in the studio because Amy Pascal brought me in two weeks before we were about to film and she said, your ending sucks. You need a bigger ending. And through that process, we came up with this ending where Catherine got brought down. She really, this wasn't the original ending. It was going to be a confrontation. And that was so inspiring. And honestly, I'm not lying. When I was driving home, I heard this song on the radio. And it was, this is the song. It sells the movie. Perfect. This and, is all and I wrote the scene to this song, which is a bad thing in hindsight because this this song called, caused us more legal problems than anything on the movie and more money. I mean, this song yeah. we went we, for nine months. We but you needed it, and I love that shot right at Sebastian's photo because it says like, "I know what's going on, and I'm happy about what's happening." Is that why I had $100 to dress 400 extras yeah. in yeah. school uniforms because <laughs> of the song? And this is nice because we bring back Selma. And this I screwed up. I, I was I screwed. We had this is uh, this is our co-producer's hands. I think we're about to see Heather Zegan, and we shot oh, this. Oh, nice! That's Heather's nice nail polish. I got it? a nice manicure. <laughs> <laughs> and this is our you know Catherine getting her comeuppance. And I really credit Amy Pascal at Columbia Very Pictures good. for coming up with this idea. It kills me this scene every time I see it. It's just like oh, she goes down. And really, you know, I, I think this is a... The, when I set out to write this, this was a moral... The theme I had, which any good writer should do, is like you should have a theme when you start writing. And this is about redemption. And it's about uh, if you aspire to, like, money or power or whatever and you deny yourself love, you're inherently doomed. And that's the tale of Sebastian that I tried to tell in this movie. And, uh, and it, you know, hopefully we pulled it off. And we shot, what is this, high speed? Yeah. <laughs> Slow motion. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I love that. You know, so it's like, oh, and people talk about, oh, the sex and the drugs and cruel intentions. Well, you see, like, we're not promoting drug use in this. It's like, the, look what happens to the, her at the end. The greatest thing is we were able to go out and make a movie for not a lot of money. Roger got to really make the movie that he wanted yeah, to make. Yeah, I really did. And we were still out, able to go out and make do a lot of business without kind of sacrificing. Here's anything. here's the great gaffe in this movie. So before we get all all weepy and the, um, and the reflection, see the police. By the way, here there you go. See the police, but here is the mountains of Manhattan. Folks. <laughs> <laughs> Tumbleweed. The mountains of Valencia. <laughs> we shot that at LAX, and it was this is a great idea that I think Neil or somebody had or Lucy Fisher. 
Yeah, Columbia Pictures is like, let's flash back and see what she's thinking. Because there was a concern. But like, I just love, I can't stop and look at the sand and the tumbleweed. But wasn't, and we're, we're supposed to be on the FDR drive in New but York. But wasn't, wasn't the concern here when she smiles that she had become Catherine? So what we did yeah. is put the flashbacks in, so it, makes, yeah. it so made it be that she was reflecting nice. back on them instead of becoming Catherine. This is Catherine. all planned out. <laughs> and here we are. Now we're now we're I think in Culver City, but now Taylor and I got this off in as a last shot in. Uh, in I had New to York. I had to beg and you guys for the shot. No, no, we shot it's it, and you said it worked because we didn't think it worked, so we didn't go again. It's oh, great. So in any event, that's that's basically the movie. Um, Making and, movies is about. Having fun, guys. Making movies is also, for, for a director's standpoint, about collaborating with really good people. Uh, and you don't want to... It was great to work with all the people who are present in this room and, and everyone you're about to see on the screen. Sam Hill, who was our first AD, was just outstanding and really kept me in line and kept me focused. Sarah White. I mean, all these people were... were and, and especially Michael Fotrell, who isn't here right now, who was really like like a, a father figure to me on the set. Um, everyone was so so great, and it's really nice. You know, I've been in this business 10 years, and it's nice when you finally write something you're proud of, and it, and it comes to life, and you see it. I'm not going to cry, don't worry. Can you add some strings at this yeah. moment? <laughs> but it, it's really, it's, it, it, to me, filmmaking, it's... A, it's a, it's about surrounding yourself with great people and about collaborating and knowing that they know your vision and you're trying to achieve this and and then you can really have a good time and and I was really fortunate and especially with the actors too because they they sensed what I was trying to do and, and they were supportive and you know through all the battles you go through at the end of the day you you know hell you know if I die I'm, I'm proud that I made this movie and I got one movie off that I'm proud of and, you know I can you know, a lot of people don't have that so what can I say you guys got anything to add it was a great experience you know every time you go into a movie it's like you go into a new world and you hope you come out of it with like something you're proud of and most importantly you know you really were so lucky to be making movies um, it's just great to be able to do it and have a good time and work yeah. with people that you like. I mean, Neil said something to me the last day of filmmaking. I don't think you remember. You said, well, you're still talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funniest thing is, is we used to have every day some really knock-down oh, dragon fights. Huge. But then every night we'd say, okay, where are we going tonight? Yeah, Neil and I, I would always equate my relationship with my producer as... Uh, <laughs> you hear that? He's That's what he did every day. God's sakes. Neil and I would be like that, that old Roadrunner cartoon with, with like uh, Wild E. Coyote and the sheep, and they go, morning, Fred, morning, Steve, and they try and kill each other all day long. And as the whistle blew, and it would be 6 o'clock, they clock out and like that's where that's where it was a good collaboration with Neil and, and Heather which is just like you don't take it home with you and, and you just you know it's about the work and, and we'd all fight all day long here's to a good job everybody yeah, yeah. so thank you yes. that's the end of it and hopefully this was a learning experience for some of you guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the beginning of a long relationship